Joining us now is Amy Barnow, director of the Fairfield Region for the Connecticut Audubon Society. Amy leads the organization's uh, center in Fairfield, as well as the Birdcraft Museum and Sanctuary. Her responsibilities include fundraising and helping to establish conservation, development, research, education, and community strat- communication strategies. She brings a blend of experience in marketing and business development in the for-profit and non-for-profit sectors. She was born here in Connecticut and started a career, her career in the Pacific Northwest as regional director of Lighthawk, creating innovative campaigns that address conservation efforts around deforestation and watershed health in Alaska, Washington, and Oregon. She then served as the assistant director of the Wilderness Society's Northwest region based in Seattle, before returning to the East Coast. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, thanks. Um, Tell us a little bit more, you know, about yourself in terms of (laughs) your personal growth and how you evolved to where you are today. Yeah. Uh, Well, very thoughtful segment uh, already, and thanks for including me today. Um, You know, I I think I had a very early calling from Mother Nature to uh, be committed and dedicated on environmental issues going back to high school um, or earlier, actually. And uh, it's, it's funny, I think it started from um, back in the in the 80s when there was a uh, that gypsy moth infestation and my dad was spraying mm. the trees and I was sitting in my room with the windows closed and I was watching the spray drip and we had a pool. And I remember thinking, like, how could I possibly want to swim in that pool if there's this toxic stuff from the trees dripping that's killing the ma, you know, so it was one of those moments. And um, and back that was meant long before, of course, the uh, the internet. And I used a phone book, I think, and I found an organization in Portland, Oregon, called the uh, National Association of Alternatives to Pesticides. And I called them on the phone. I was like in high school. I have no and asked them to send me all of this material. Um, and I presented it to my father and basically said, I, I really, this just doesn't feel right. And um, we're, we can't be killing everything and not be killing ourselves. So I think even going back, and he did stop. Not only that, he actually went to neighbors and got them to also stop spraying their trees. Um, and I think, you know, maybe early on, I had a little sense of two things. One was really sort of commonsensical. We can't kill everything in the environment and keep ourselves healthy. And also, I, I truly fundamentally believe that we are all better as a species and when we share this planet um, with all of the other species that were here and and deserve to be here and not just sort of barely surviving but thriving. I like being part of a planet with everybody else. And I can tell from your resume, which I just read, that you know, you've been engaged in this area for yep. some time. Yep. But was it always like that? As you got into your 20s, were you oh, just yeah. concerned about the environment? And Yeah, this was, this is, this is what I did. I, was, I, I went to college. I started an organization in, in college. And then immediately after that, I, I, tra- I spent a stint as a, a volunteer park ranger in Big Bend National Park in Texas and then moved up to New Hampshire um, and worked for the, Na- the New Hampshire Conservation organization up there and then headed out to Seattle. So by 24, um, I was working for Lighthawk, which owned planes. We did aerial education um, of large-scale environmental issues. So we looked from planes, brought you know all the stakeholders, so elected officials and celebrities and media um, and landowners 
in small planes and showed them what was happening from a, a global level um, scale, looking at clear cutting of old growth forests and watershed issues and mining issues. Um, and it's those, those, those planes have been replaced by drones, but continue on. Well, no, because there's literally nothing like being up in a small plane flying over the this land. Is true. It's That's incredible. Yes. Incredible. Yes. Um, I mean, really, I, we had tribal elders who would weep on the planes when they saw uh, their land. I mean, it's very, very powerful. What, 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 especially in the '90s, what was happening from a? I'm glad I made that comment a, so you could clear cutting. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I made that comment about mm-hmm. drones so that you could mm-hmm. emphasize. The emotional content of yes. of experiencing Very that, you know. um, and so you know how how are we treating our planet? And and it's funny. I think you think a lot about that. Um, think global, act local. So my twenties, my thirties, I was very much on sort of a global scale. We were working on the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, trying to prevent oil drilling. I was working on public land protection through British Columbia and the Pacific Northwest, and now here I am in Connecticut, um, very embedded in this community and working on a very local level. Uh, with the Connecticut Audubon Society of what's happening right here in our beautiful backyard and our beautiful state. Um, And I love it. I think I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. So we have listeners here on WPKN that are, you know, out for lunch now, maybe walking Mm -hmm. their dog, Mm -hmm. maybe thinking about breaking the fast. Maybe they're driving on 95, cruising along, going from one place to another. Tell us a little bit more about the Audubon Society. What's available to people? How can people get involved? Sure. So we, uh, we were, we were founded in 1898. We're celebrating our 125th anniversary this year, which is really astounding. Founded by a group of young women, uh, here in Fairfield, Connecticut. And we've since become a, a statewide organization. But what happens here in the region is a whole host of really exciting programs and a couple of things that I would say are, are, um, probably what I'm most proud of is, um, at our center at Fairfield up on Burr Street. Um, where we have the Larson Sanctuary, which is 155 acres. It's spectacular land. And that is the hub for our education programs. We serve as the um, the next generation science standard, science and nature sort of um, incubator. We provide the curriculum and the hands-on experience for all of the Fairfield public schools, third grade. And then also, uh, and that is funded through the town of Fairfield. And then through grants and private donations, we bring in um, schools from Bridgeport, Shelton, and all of our Title I schools for kids that literally have had no experience or introduction to the woods, to the environment. And we do that very hands-on, in my opinion, critical exploration and introduction to the environment for for third and fourth graders of our uh, lower income communities. And, uh, and then we offer a whole host of adult programming. And to me, that's um, I'm, I fundamentally believe in the power of, of healthy environment and, and nature, going back to the very first topic in personal growth and wellness. We need a clean, healthy environment to be clean, healthy people. Right. You, you probably won't get very much argument with the more time you spend in nature, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> walking, breathing, yep. the more your yeah. mind will be at ease and, you know, the challenges will, will seem surmountable. Um and what, 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 this year, what are your, what's your main priority with the Audubon Society? Where, what are you trying, where are you trying to move the needle? I, I want, uh, I want our, we have two facilities in town, the Birdcraft Sanctuary and Museum on Unqua, and then also the Nature Center up on Burr Street. Uh, and we have 
probably 10,000 visitors a year that come to those and uh, to our facilities. I want those locations increasingly to become destinations, go-to destinations that people rely on um, and value Connecticut Audubon Society as a resource for a couple of things, learning and education. So come, you know, I want people to leave smarter than when they arrive. I want people to understand um, the importance of how you treat your own land and how do we protect our environment. I want people to use and embrace our land for their own personal wellness and health. And and because we continue to offer all of those education programs for adults, come curious, learn about um, what we offer and how you improve your own mind, health, and body, and also bring that home to your backyard. You know, understand what it means when you spray pesticides on your yard and what it means when you put rodenticides down. If you come to our aviary and fall in love with our birds of prey, you have to then understand how that's going to impact your behavior in your own home, in your own life, um, so that we really are providing um, a safe haven for our wildlife and our habitats. So I suppose one good destination to visit would be the Connecticut Audubon Society website. Absolutely. which would explain the programs mm-hmm. and all the things you're doing. Could you share the, that sure. website? It's ctaudubon.org. A-U-D-U-B-O-N. So, correct. C-T, just the letter, C-T-A-U-D-U-B-O-N dot O-R-G. So it sounds like there's many ways for both children and adults mm-hmm. to to take part. And, you know, it's you could go down and have a nice walk on the beach, but you could also drive up to Burr. To, you know, Greenfield Hill, Burr Street is beautiful mm-hmm. and just go maybe partake of Absolutely. that land. There's, there's tremendous, uh, and I think people know us for our summer camps and our children programs and our, our, our school programs. But I think what we're offering for adults is equally as important and um, the engagement and the education is, it never stops, right? And I'm amazed at how many people come and say, oh, I never, I never thought about the impact of, I'm spraying for for ticks and I, you know, or, or pesticides at my own yard. I never thought about the fact that I'm killing all of the insects that the birds need that, you know, then the owls eat and, you know, we're, we're totally disrupting this healthy cycle. So we have to think about our behavior. We have to think about our choices. And sometimes that means making sacrifices or learning how to make the right choices. Mm. Um, and I think it's so much, I'm a, I'm also a cancer survivor and, um, I think there is an inextricable link between the healthy planet and the healthy body and I and a healthy mind, a healthy soul, all yeah. of those pieces. And I think we really have to think about how we treat all of those things. Let's so. um, let's talk for a minute about the party that we're having yeah. together on uh, October 4th. 4th. Mm-hmm. And so this is a party, primarily a by invitation party. However, mm-hmm. I want to extend that if you were listening to this program on WPKN Band Center Radio, and you are interested sincerely in learning about the Audubon Society, I'm going to ask that you contact Amy Barnow or contact me, Rob Freed. You can reach me at refried at optonline.net. And let us know if you're interested, and we can get you an invitation to that party. It's, yep. um, you know, it's going to be probably 75 people who care about Mother Nature and want to get a chance to meet Amy and the different board members and hear Band Central play some killer music mm-hmm. and have some light bites. And it's on a Wednesday 
Wednesday night, what could be more fun? So why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Amy? Sure. So uh, uh, Wednesday evening, we just got the 10-day forecast. It looks like sunny uh, weather, which will be a nice break from this past weekend. Uh, And we'll have uh, a bunch of our staff there. We've got some of our educators. Uh, We'll have one of our birds of prey, one of our owl, either our owl or a hawk. Not sure who's coming that day. Uh, and as you said, great music, cocktails, and um, we'll show one of our – we just did a really wonderful video um, that that highlights all of this work that we're doing from educating kids to providing uh, that adult education, those touch points, and our birds of prey aviary. Uh, and, you know, it'll be a great celebration of what we're doing, um, what we've done so far in 125 years, and the, the legacy that we've brought to this community and where we're going in the future. So – uh, we need, as a member-driven organization, we need people's involvement and support. And um, you're welcome to reach out to me. It's abarno at ctaudubon.org. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Amy.